Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today I'm here to share with you more information about phonological and phonemic awareness. So if you've been on my channel, you know I have a lot of videos about this topic. It is probably my favorite topic to read about, to learn about, and then to share with you about because I think it is so misunderstood in early childhood education and definitely at home with families. And it is so key to helping our little ones become successful readers. So it's this really important topic that none of us know enough about. We're all still learning about it, myself included. So that's why I talk so much about it because I really wanna get it out there that phonological and phonemic awareness are key to future reading success. So in my past videos, I've gone over all the different levels of phonological and phonemic awareness and given you examples of how you can teach them. So I'm not going to do that in this video. I will link all of those videos down below so you can check them out. But today's video, I am just gonna talk about the best order to introduce these skills in so your students will find the most success. So let's briefly review before we dive in. Phonological awareness is the ability to hear and manipulate the sounds in a spoken language. Phonological awareness is called an umbrella term because it has many topics underneath it. So here's what it looks like. We have our phonological awareness umbrella, and then underneath we have word awareness, syllable awareness, rhyme awareness. And then down here we have phonemic awareness. So phonemic awareness is a whole big term all by itself. And that means to be able to hear and manipulate the individual phonemes in spoken language. Now phonemic awareness has a lot of activities that we can do over here that go from more simple to more complex. Now in the past, researchers have told us that phonological awareness develops on a continuum meaning we're supposed to start with the bigger parts of speech, which are words, and then go smaller into syllables, and then even smaller than that into rhymes, and then down into phonemes, which is the smallest unit of speech sound. But more recently, researchers are coming out and saying, actually, you don't have to wait so long to get to this phoneme level. You don't have to have students be able to hear the words, syllables, and rhymes before you can introduce phonemes. In fact, there are many students who struggle with rhymes, but are able to read and are able to work at the phoneme level. So one does not lead to the other necessarily. And what they're telling us now as educators is that we really need to get to this phoneme level more quickly. And what I love about this advice is that this is what I see in my own class with my students. I teach four and five-year-olds who are heading off into kindergarten and they are already able to work at this phoneme level. We work at all the levels in class, 
but they are also able to work at the phoneme level much more quickly than probably researchers in the past thought they could. So there is no need to go in this order and to go from one to the next, and there's no need to wait to get to those phonemes. You can get to the phonemes much sooner, and it is going to give you the best bang for your buck, the best return on your investment, because the phoneme level is really what's going to help them read and write and spell as they get into school. So like I mentioned, I teach four and five-year-olds mostly who are heading off into kindergarten soon. And so a lot of the phonological and phonemic awareness we do is oral only, that we don't always have to have the letters with it, but that it is important that we show that the speech is represented by the letters. I also love to make sure that I'm including all the different types of phonological and phonemic awareness in my lessons. And so what I did was I created some sound games. And these sound games are specifically designed for preschool, pre-K, and kindergarten to incorporate all the levels of phonological and phonemic awareness. So I just wanted to show you very quickly how I kind of broke that up. So because I don't know what level all of my students are going to be at or what your students are going to be at, since you can use these too, I made three different levels. I have the Voyagers, which are the beginning learners, the explorers, which are the middle learners, and then the inventors, which are the more advanced learners. And I wanted to break up each of the phonological and phonemic awareness skills for the different levels. So I started with word awareness, and I made sure that each level had different activities to do for word awareness. And then I came down here and I wanted to work on syllable awareness. Well, for my voyagers, my beginning learners, I want them to work on syllable counting and syllable blending. For my explorers, my middle learners, I want them to work on the syllable segmenting and counting and also syllable addition. And for my inventors, I want them to work on syllable deletion and syllable substitution. So they're manipulating and they're playing with the syllables in the words. Then I go down to rhyme awareness, which again is going from bigger too smaller, but I don't have to wait. If my little ones are struggling with syllables, it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna struggle with rhymes. One doesn't necessarily lead to the next. So for rhyme awareness for my voyagers, my beginning learners, I want them to work on rhyme repetition. So just repeating the rhymes and hearing them and also onset rhyme blending. And then for my explorers, my middle learners, I want them to work on rhyme recognition, knowing if two words rhyme or not and also onset rhyme segmenting, breaking a word apart. And then for my inventors, my more advanced level, I want them to work on rhyme production and onset rhyme substitution. So they're all working on the same level, but with different skills, different complexities of the skills. But it's all the different phonological awareness levels. But then I wanna to get to the phoneme level because just because I'm teaching little ones, that are not even in kindergarten yet, doesn't mean that they can't work at the phoneme level because they can, I've seen them do it, they're amazing. So for my voyagers at the phoneme level, I want them to work on alliteration repetition, so hearing that beginning sound at the beginning of multiple words that start with the same sound. I want them to work on phoneme isolation of the beginning sound, phoneme counting, and phoneme blending. They can already do that. Then for my explorers, my middle learners at the phoneme level, I want them to work on phoneme categorization, phoneme isolation of the ending sound, phoneme segmenting and counting, 
and phoneme addition. And for my most advanced learners at the phoneme level, they're working on the phoneme location, phoneme isolation of the medial sound, the sound in the middle of the word, phoneme deletion, and phoneme substitution. Now, not all of my students are going to get to the advanced level. In fact, some of our students won't get to that advanced level until first or second grade, depending on how much training they've done in phonological and phonemic awareness. But it's on here because I want to see where my students are going, where they are progressing to. So it's not so much that they're going from the word to the syllable to the rhyme to the phoneme. It's not a development like this. They're developing like this across the page where I'm seeing that when they can work on phoneme isolation of the beginning sound and they master that, then they're going to move on to phoneme isolation of the ending sound and then phoneme isolation of the medial sound that they're kind of working along this way. And then down here in these sound games, I do include an alphabet knowledge section because this is important, that part where we're putting the printed letters to the sounds. So like I mentioned before, we wanna make that connection. That is called the alphabetic principle. And I will link my video down below about the alphabetic principle, but we're linking the sounds that we're working with to the printed letters so that they're making that connection. So these games have been super helpful, not only for my students in class, but also for my kids at home to work on and strengthen their phonological and phonemic awareness skills, which leads to being able to read much more easily and much more readily so that they can access this information from their brains while they're reading and while they're spelling. So if you're interested in learning more about these games, you can head to my website, littlesleftlearning.com forward slash shop. I think these games are perfect, not only for your classroom, but also for your kids at home. So you can use them in either setting and they are going to help set your kids up for success. They're gonna help them practice all the different phonological awareness and phonemic awareness skills. They're gonna get them through the skills faster so that we're getting to that phoneme level faster and making sure they're, they're working across the page so they're developing more complex skills for each of these areas. The other thing that research is telling us is that phonological and phonemic awareness might not need to be oral only. So in the past, we were told that phonological and phonemic awareness could be done in the dark. We could close our eyes and do it because we don't need any letters. But what research is showing is that when we do introduce letters more quickly, especially when we're working at that phoneme level, that we're helping our little ones understand that alphabetic principle, that letters represent the speech sounds, and that we're helping them anchor that information into their brain so they're more readily and easily able to access that information as they're reading and as they're spelling. So how would this look? For example, if you were talking to your little ones and asking them to isolate the beginning sound of a word, let's say for example, mom, you would say, what sound do you hear at the beginning of the word mom? You want them to say, mmm, not the letter name, but the sound, mmm. And then you can say, you're right. Mmm is spelled with the letter M. So that you're introducing that letter, that grapheme, that is spelling the sound mmm. You're making that connection for them so they understand that these speech sounds are represented by printed letters. So we can do that a lot more quickly and we can manipulate 
and isolate the speech sounds and then we can match those to their letters that spell those speech sounds because that is going to help our little ones get to reading and spelling much more quickly. So I hope this information has been helpful to you. Like I said, this is newer information that is coming out. If you want to read more about it, you can look up the International Dyslexia Association. They've put out a position paper all about phonological and phonemic awareness that includes this information. You can also do your research by looking up trainings from places like Really Great Reading or anything that's associated with Orton-Gillingham so you can learn more about this topic. I also wanted to mention that if you are a preschool or pre-K teacher and you're feeling a little nervous about working at the phoneme level, I want to give you some encouragement. We as preschool and pre-K teachers have been great about working at the word level and the syllable level and the rhyme level because we, we do that all the time in our classrooms. But maybe we're a little nervous about getting to that phoneme level because it seems a little bit advanced for our kids. Every class is different, every child is different, but what I will say is there are so many four and five-year-olds that are able to work at the phoneme level. It is incredible to see. They're able to blend the phonemes to say words. They can segment and break apart those phonemes. They can match the phonemes to the printed letter, letter that goes along with them. They can also substitute phonemes to make new words, even substituting the medial sound in phonemes I have seen in my classes, and it is just incredible. I know that as a pre-K teacher, I am setting those kids up for so much success when they get to kindergarten because they have already internalized this alphabetic principle. They are working from the speech sounds and putting printed letters to it so they're able to spell and then they're able to read those words as well. And I cannot wait for them to get to kindergarten next year and for their parents to get kudos from the kindergarten teacher because they are going to, those kids are going to be ready to just take off with their reading. So if you're nervous, I encourage you to give it a try. I bet your students will surprise you. It takes some time and practice, but you can definitely, definitely incorporate this. And if you're a parent watching this, these are the important skills that teachers would love for you to work on at home. Because when you're working on this at home, it's reinforcing what's being done in the classroom. And it is just helping so much that marriage between home and school so that our little ones can succeed. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!